This episode of Landmine Radio is sponsored by Guido's Pizza. Located on International Airport Road in Anchorage, Guido's has been serving the best pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more since 1984. Guido's is open daily for dine-in service from 11 a.m. to midnight, and they do takeout and delivery until 2 a.m. Whether I'm dining in a Guido's or ordering for delivery, the hardest part for me is always choosing what to get because they have so many amazing items on their menu. If you're looking for a quick bite or want to order food for a big party, Guido's is the place to go. Tell them Jeff from the Landmine sent you. Okay, back here in studio with uh, Bethany Markham and Sarah Hatemi from Americans for Prosperity Alaska. How you guys doing? Great. I'm gla- Fantastic. I'm glad you're on. Last time there was a scheduling. I don't know what happened. I was, was I, did I have... You were like going to the beach or something, I'm sure. No, I think... Was yes, it, was, was, it, was it my appendicitis? Was it that? Or? Pretty sure you were in uh, surgery. It might have been that. Okay. I think, I, yeah. We'll give you a break. Give me a break. <laughs> All right, we'll give you a break. No, I just got back from Florida. And but not the beach, because you have no tan. <laughs> uh, I didn't really go on the beach. I mean, I went to the beach a couple times. It was like family, Thanksgiving. But I got to tell you, like Florida, um, whenever I've gone there two years ago, my f- family down there, my aunt, my cousins, what a great state. I mean, like there's bridges being built and there's cranes everywhere and it's like clean. You know, I, and I went there two years ago during COVID. And this is like, you know, everybody knows DeSantis like didn't really make people, lock people down. And I went there two years ago and I thought I was like going back in time. Totally open, no masking. Anyways, big, it, big fan. It wasn't of like Los Anchorage then. You're no, saying? it was not like Los. No, no, it was. It was not. Well, we have a very big uh, Americans for Prosperity presence in Florida. They have a huge, huge chapter there, and thousands of grassroots activists and lots of activity that goes I on. I can't there. believe DeSantis how he, he barely won in eighteen, and then he won by like sixty percent, and he won Miami Dade, which is like not he, really for Republican he, people. Get a taste of freedom, and they realize how great it is, Jeff. Right? I was. So when I, it's funny. Um, I was down there. I go to like once a year usually see my family, um, my, my mom's brothers, my aunts down there, and then my cousins. It's like you take Ubers or taxis or what, you talk to everybody. I mean, I like I, I never met anybody who like wasn't happy with how Florida was. I mean, if, I'm sure they exist. I'm sure they're out there. But everybody I talked to was like they they loved how the COVID stuff didn't shut down. They liked um, there was a raise for teachers. I mean, the tennis guy is real. He's kind of a weird presidential candidate, but he's a really like as governor. People like yeah. him down there. Yeah, he knocked it out of the park. No doubt. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about AFP. So, you, no, you, Bethany, you're new. You just took over as yeah, director. She's but, the expert. But Sarah, you've been there because you, you've been in Republican circles for like a lot. I've known you for like a long time in kind of Republican circles, like um, young Republicans. And, but you've been with AFP for a while. Right. Get close so, to the so I, I helped start the chapter um, with our first state director, Jeremy Price, back in 2014. Um, I left briefly in 2016 and came back in 2019. And very excited to have our new state director, Bethany Markham, since August this year. Look at that. Well, I'm very excited because she's the one who knows everything. So she's been a, a godsend to me because she has so much history with the organization. So every time something comes up, I'm like, Sarah, can you tell me what's going on with this? So I feel like since 14, when it started, I mean, AFP is kind of like the, they're all different states and, and started by like the Koch brothers years ago. But talk, I know they have different kind of, there's like some educational stuff, there's some political stuff, but maybe, maybe Sarah can like, what do, what do they do? Because I know sometimes there's like legislation you guys might support or not support or different maybe issues, but maybe talk about the different kind of assets or um, facets of AFP and kind of what they're, what they're up to. Absolutely. Um, so we, we have three different organizations. We operate um, under a C13, which is our education side. 
Um, this is where we offer more educational aspects, whether it's just informing the public on a policy or or we do cool things like something called a grassroots leadership academy. It's something we've brought across the state, um, and, and we're happy to continue doing so. Um, it's, it's a great uh, class for any beginner or even seasoned. So till this day, we have elected officials who have already taken our class, and they keep taking it again and again because each time they find something that really helps them. But essentially, this class can help you if, if, if better communicate with your elected officials, get involved in your community just in general, um, and just how to have an effect and not be alone, right? There's power you, in numbers. You guys did something last during session in Juneau. A bunch of people came down. There Was was that one of those classes? or? So, so we did offer a mm-hmm. grassroots leadership academy class, and so that was under our uh, foundation, Americans for Prosperity Foundation, educational arm. Um, however, we also did a legislative fly-in. And so that was under Americans for Prosperity, our C4 organization, which is issue advocacy, mm-hmm. where where we got to bring um, advocates from, from across the state. A lot of people came down. There was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 20 Over or 30, 30? people yeah. Yeah, people that were kind of in the Capitol, mm-hmm. which is, it's, you know. I've, like I've, like the school board, the school district fly-ins that they do, right? Very similar. Yeah, I mean, like the resource development, con- mm-hmm. I mean, all the different. RDC, you know, a lot, the lot chamber. Of, a lot, yeah, a lot of folks do. do the fly-ins. Um, which, you know, I've, I've always kind of liked the Capitol being in Juneau and I mean, I still, it's in the constitution and it's, it's the Capitol, but you know, increasingly it's been harder to find a place. I've been there. This is my sixth session and, and you know, this will be my sixth session in Juneau, but like I had a problem with the driftwood last year and new ownership, they totally screwed that up and they screwed a lot of people and like kicked them out. And so, st- so we read, there's, oh yeah, <laughs> so we yeah, read. yeah. And, and I'm not done you with did them. A good I'm, job. Not, I'm not done with them yet, by the way. Next, when I go back to Juneau, there's going to be a little, we'll be watching the next saga, <laughs> some physical messaging with me. And, you're listening, folks. Uh, this is just me talking. Do not stay at the Driftwood in Juneau. Um, <laughs> but the the uh, also the housing, you know, like staffers mm-hmm. are every April have to like sometimes scurry around to find they're sleeping on a couch for a couple nights because you know they rent out places through April and end of, mid-April, end of April because in the cruise ship people oh, come I, in. So I they know. Have, Sarah and, and, I, you, Sarah you were, and I lived in you, a building you, that we got kicked out of because the cruise ship people were coming in. And you were actually, you were a, you were a staffer <laughs> so, uh, yeah. for Dunlavey like years ago. I was, so you, yeah. You, and, and Sarah lived in the same building that I did at the time I was a staffer. And that was one of the buildings that we had to vacate because the the uh, cruise ship uh, personnel were coming in. Were you in Marine so. View or where were you at? Um, it was called Tanzanite, <laughs> which is kind of... Oh, a, yeah, I know, I know that. Yeah, I oh, know that you know that building, yeah. Well, this year, we'll just I'm, say my my floor was crooked. My bed would only stay on one side of the floor because well, it would so just roll to the other side. In order to keep the window open and have to put a book in there, it was it was I used, have, I used to have a friend who, who lived on Star Hill in a house. I'm serious. You could put a marble on the ground. It would like, oh, th- it would that's roll. exactly what this was. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. mine too. Of, Absolutely, yeah. It was there was. I mean, you could yeah. <laughs> that was that was the conditions we lived in. So I mean, I see a lot of the advantages for the capital to be in Juneau. Um, but but so, there's so what also, do you think about this new housing thing? Then I'm curious what your thoughts are on this new housing thing. This is the assembly. Building they that's actually right behind my office. I'm my office oh, is in the Shattuck okay. building, so I can see the building from my window. And I mean, housing is an issue, but I I predict this is going to be like some kind of scandal is going to go down. Somebody's going to bring somebody back. Somebody's going to see somebody. It's, some I mean, it's like basically dorm living, right? Exactly. In, in, yeah, in yeah. Across from the right across from work, right across from your your work, yeah. you're living in a dorm. Now they have 35. I've been tracking this, and they just you know appropriated I think less than about a million bucks to buy kind of some weird furniture. It's it's okay, but it, I mean, they probably could have done a little better. But now they just um, they had a big fight in Ledge Council last week about pets. This blew up oh, to a big fight. Oh, and, because a lot of people do bring their pets down there. And, yeah. and and a lot of people like Craig Johnson and a few others didn't want pets. But then if the vote actually, um, it, it it they voted to not allow pets. 
But then afterwards, I realized it was seven to six, but you need eight votes on the ledge council to stop. So, oh. so pets are allowed. So, <laughs> so, so, so okay, that's right. just, just mark my words. Here's what's going to happen. And, and, and legislators get first crack, and there's 35 of these things. I bet you, I bet you 10 legislators stay there. Maybe not even 10, because if you're a legislator and you want right. some why privacy do, after why, work. Why do they want to stay in a dorm? You want to be in a dorm with your like colleagues and and, right. so, so, and, and staffers. So sta- and, yeah. sta- and pets. And pets. And pets. <laughs> so, so staff gets the next crack. So legislators get first shot. And then if they don't have, you know, if, if there's enough space extra, which there will be, then staff have the shot. I'm actually curious if they don't run everything out. If, if there's like a couple that are, then maybe I'll try to. <laughs> what a great place for you to get my inside stories. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you've over the years heard of these. There's been like sex scandals and people. Oh, of I mean, course. Th- I mean, Baron off all that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so, sure, yeah. so think of somebody who's like dating somebody, or interested, and they bring somebody back, and they see them like go out of a room or in a room. I mean, there's been stories I've heard. Like mm-hmm. people text me, they're at the Four Points or somewhere, and like I just saw somebody, this person walk out of this at like mm-hmm. six in the morning. You know, <laughs> of course, people yeah. see this stuff. That's right. So I think this is going to be. I mean, great content for me. Potentially um, bad for the legislature if there's a story that comes out. Maybe it will drive some morality, Jeff. Wouldn't that be no, something? No, it, it, it will not. Jeff, that is what I am going for. It I'm will, hoping that it will drive morality. Will, we want more morality. It will, it, will, it will not do that. But I mean, you know, they, they, they got the building, I think, given to them. Yes, and, it, was, it was donated, yeah. And then they've, you know, there was actually... A, but they spent a lot of money. Uh, oh, tons of money. Yeah. But there was actually like like John Bittany when he was, he had a place in there. There was... So, so they've also like taken a bunch of commercial office space off the market. And when I got, a, I got my little office across in the Shattuck building, you know, right across from the courthouse, I got lucky a couple of years ago, there was an open, small office. It is like hard to find an office in Juneau. Well, in the same way that it is hard to find housing during session. So right? they've so. taken this off the market. And mm-hmm. then I wonder, I don't know if they get like a, pro- if they're paying property tax or maybe the city gives them a break or so, I have no idea, but they've, they've taken off like property tax, commercial property tax value off the market. But you're talking about the legislature, and that's not the same as the Capitol. So the legislature doesn't have to meet in the same place as the Capitol. I'll just put that on the record, that even though the Constitution says that the Capitol is Juneau, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that the legislature has to meet there, there, right? Well, you know, I read uh, a book coming into the country, and they talk about the 1970s when they voted to move it, and they had this committee they formed, and Willie Hensley was the chair of the committee. And, was he? Yeah, huh. it was and like they went all over the state. They brought consultants in, like the, the you know people who built Brasilia, which was like a created capital, and like they brought people from Australia about like Canberra, and they like wanted to get some, so they picked Willow. They bought they bought the land. They still own the land out there. Oh, I didn't know they still own it. Oh, oh yeah, great. They, they own this land out in Willow. There's a actually like a, like a ski trail, like a capital capital ski. There's like a like a oh they actually country. named it after the it's, capital. It's like ski. a snow machine, snow machine trail or something. Oh, okay. but no, it's definitely they still own it. Huh. But 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 they just I mean this guy um what was his name the the powerful powerful senator from Juno back in the oh, I forget his name he was I'll think of it in a second but he basically like did everything he could do to block it they built the capital the the, the state office building they did all these improve they they basically called it capital creep you know we just do everything we and they asked him um, about it in the book and he was like are you, are you trying to like make it to where it's really impossible to move the cat. He's like, you're goddamn right. I am. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. I want to get a copy of that book. That sounds fascinating. Great book. Coming, John McPhee coming into the country. Okay. But there's that a sounds, whole that chapter good. about this capital, um, you know, relocation. So anyway, so keep talking about, so you got the educational deal and you got the like political deal. Well, the political deal I didn't get to talk about yet, but we, we have uh, Americans for Prosperity Action Alaska, which uh, is our PAC. Uh, five two seven, and that is where we get engaged in, in political stuff. So, whether it is you know um, recognizing a policy champion or 
the accountability piece, right? Where we have lots of folks who who run one way and then they get elected and and they go where whatever the wind blows. And we don't. <laughs> we we stand on principles. And those are the principles that that drive us, right? When we pick candidates. So you guys don't, I recall, do, you don't do a lot on this. Do you get get behind like legislative candidates or? Not? Uh, well, we can we can and have in the past, and we probably will be going forward. So, but but yes. more I mean, AFP nationally gets behind like people for Congress, right? Is yes, it? right. That's federal. Yeah, but but our state pack is the one that can get involved in state legislative races. So what what is uh, do you guys have any plans for the upcoming session? I mean, it's going to be the second session, and you've both been staffers, so you know how. Like, were you a staffer or no? I, I was not a staffer, but my first job in Alaska, um, interestingly enough, was being a Senate page, which was just a wonderful way. Did you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you, you've been yeah. there. That's what I said. She lived down there in the same building when she was a Senate page. I yeah. met Beth Bethany my first year in Alaska, down in Juneau. So. I bet Bethany, I'm trying to, I probably met you in 2010. I've known you for a Yeah, long time. about that time. Yeah, back, yeah. Back, that has back, been a long time. Back when I remember, I ran, back, remember I ran back when we were young and handsome, uh, right? Well, <laughs> you, you, you still look great. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, oh, well, that's I'm very getting, kind I'm, of you. I'm so. definitely getting my gray in my beard here a little bit. I, <laughs> and I just got a haircut today. I got my, oh, did you? <laughs> I, well, I don't have a lot of hair, but it does, there's some hair. So I go in there and this guy was in there. He's like an old guy and he had this like beautiful head of hair. And I said, what the hell, man? Like this guy had this like beautiful, he must have been like 60. And he really? had this just like he amazing was... hair, like Clark Gay. I said, wow, you're looking, what the hell? Look at me. Luckily, I have a nicely shaped head. Some people have like an ugly weird, shaped head and yeah. Weird heads and they're not, not good. So yeah. <laughs> now, this, now this upcoming session is a second session, which means there's a lot more pressure because all the bills end up dying when it's over. And some of them should. And we, we're, we're going to do our best to be helpful in making some of them die. <laughs> now, I think one of the ones you guys were talking about last time you were down there was a lot of focus on this pension. There's a big pension push for... Um, you know, new, new defined, going back to a defined benefit, um, which I want to ask you about that because I think the, the old pension, the tier one was, was, I think everybody agrees was too g- generous, but now we've gone to a place where there's no pension and, you know, you hear a lot of people leaving like cops and teachers. I mean, should there be some kind of, I mean, like Florida has still has a pension and Illinois, I mean, a lot of these States have some kind of pension. Maybe it's not as lucrative as, you know, the tier one pension, but I, mean, I guess what do you what do you you know think your thoughts on, on like uh, some kind of pension? So the best route uh, for the legislature to go would be to uh, re- revise the current defined contribution plan to make it more um, attractive for folks. Mm-hmm. So the defined contribution plan is is lacking. There is no doubt about that. Uh, but going back to another defined benefits plan is what we consider un- unsustainable. Um, and if you talk about some of those other states that do have the pensions, they are looking at trying to get rid of those. And they're looking at Alaska as the example for why we are able to create a better uh, fiscal trajectory once you get rid of uh, that well, sort I, of plan. I, when I worked, I was working for a small company years ago, and GCI bought them. Um, and I worked at GCI for like a little over a year. And they, they had a 10% match up to the top. So, I mean, way more than, I mean, a lot of companies, 2 or 3 or 4%. So, right. I mean, a lot of people just... They, they knew that was so good. I mean, there, there was a vesting period and all that, but I mean, something like that, you know, that, that really incentivizes people to say, wow, if I, you know, exactly. I'm, getting, I'm getting a big yes. match here. I can, I can, it's my money. I can take it with me yep. or move it. Yeah. The defined contribution plan could absolutely be made better um, to, like you said, encourage the um, employees to participate, but also for the state to have uh, more skin in the game in that for folks um, and to create the opportunity to have more recruiting and retention of employees. Cause that's really the factor that's being well, this, most this, discussed right now. Right. This, this pension was a big topic last session, but now there's been some, I think uh, Commonwealth North did a thing on it with uh, Senator Giesel and somebody else. And there, there's like a lot of talk about it. So that's going to be a big, that and education, that'll be another, like last time the education funding deal. And then, Sure. That's not going away. That's going to be there. 
And it's interesting because the price of oil has been, it was in the 90s for a little bit. Now it's kind of in the 80s, but it's it's well above the 70s where it was. You know, last year when the spring revenue forecast came out, I think they were forecast 73. So surely you're not just saying that because we have more money, we should spend it, Jeff. I'm not saying that. I, no, I'm, <laughs> But I'm, some I'm, people will. I'm, actually, I'm saying the contrary. I mean, I was right, one, in 2012 right. saying we can't, that wasn't the budget, was a right, huge. Right, I know. But what I'm saying is when the money's there, that's right. they spend it. That's right. They do. Every time. Every time. I mean, they, even, and, and now we don't have the cushion. I mean, we used to have like, back in 2010, 12, right. that was like $16 billion. With the CBR and, yeah. And now there's about two. And I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be really, and it's an election year. So we all know what happens in the election. They want right. to do their treats and their little, their projects their and giveaways. the dividend or whatever. Yep. There's all these things, you know, last, like last year, the dividend was big. It was $2 billion. That was an election, you know, the price of oil went up with the Ukraine thing. And it just kind of went, everybody, you know, they ran the budget up a billion dollars on the, like these known, known poor at Anchorage poor. I mean, it was crazy. Like the co-chair, Senate co-chairs got turned and rolled. Well, to some degree, when you have a uh, a split in the legislature like we do right now, that's going to be the result, right? Because there's going to have to be there's, those deals get made between you know one side and the other side, um, and so that's that's the outcome, right? Yeah, it'll, it'll be. Um, I'm, I'm I'm going down in January again. It'll be definitely an exciting. I like the second one better because sure. there's so much pressure about like at the end to get stuff passed. Or you not live passed on or, that pressure. Huh? I love that. <laughs> I love that. So how many? So how many people? There's. What, six? You guys hired some people recently, right? But I mean, how many core people do you have in your, like in AFP Alaska? So we have uh, four core uh, people. We have myself, Bethany, and Quincy um, Tabrizi. Um, I like that name. She's, she's here. Hi. Yeah, Azimi Tabrizi. Yeah, so yep. she, she's new. She transferred from Utah. We're really happy to have her. But she's from Alaska originally, so she's just coming home. Coming home. I yeah. Like coming home. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Stephanie Williams um, as well. And then John Oh, she, Quick. she ran for the assembly, right? No, that's Stephanie Taylor. Okay, oh, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Stephanie yeah. Williams, who? Stephanie Williams um, is our, our grassroots engagement director. So she does a lot of uh, community events and such. She actually worked for the mayor for a while. Oh, I that's think. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, knew, I knew the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay. probably why you know the name. Uh, but John Quick is also a part of our team. Um, he just, uh, his primary job is working on a national podcast um, for Americans Prosperity. He lives in Alaska and he participates in our Alaska meetings and such and um, is a great uh, member of our team. But his main job is not the in-state engagement that we do. His main job is producing this national podcast that we have for Americans Prosperity called American Potential. So what are some of the, I mean, we talked about the pension thing, but what, what are some of the issues you guys are going to be looking at in this upcoming session? And, and it's an election year, too, so it's kind of a double double whammy. Well, one of the things that Sarah's been working on, which is kind of exciting, is um, a, a legislative scorecard. So I'll let her tell you a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. So, some yeah. Of the, some of the, a lot of the groups do those. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen, those used to be a thing. You don't see them It's going to be a thing again like, here I think in the Alaska. Chamber did one, or didn't they all used to all do <laughs> yeah, one? Yeah, well, I think that um, Scott... What was Scott? What's um, you know the gentleman who ran for governor? What was his name? Is it Hawkins? Oh yeah, he passed away. Yes, exactly. He had a Prosperity Alaska um, uh, scorecard that he used to do, which was great. I really enjoyed that. It was from a business perspective, and it was it was excellent. But I think uh, I think that just went away, you know, with him. I feel like yeah, years ago there was like the chamber would do. There was like two or three different. Yeah, I know some legislators. We're bringing it back into vogue. Some legislators, but (laughs) fuck, you know, they got like an they 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 didn't like (laughs) their. Well, ours is a little bit different because we're not just going to like out of the blue score them. So 
Yeah. Yeah. So we, we score them based on um, our principles, our core issues, and, and, and what we worked on last year. And we'll be rolling it out before this session. We're really excited. It's going to be an accountability measure tool and also a tool to to navigate folks to see who is the policy champion. Who should you think? Because it's so is important. It like, is it like based on like the vote, votes they've taken? or Yeah. But we're not just going to, like, judge them afterwards. Um, so we send out what are called key policy alerts where we send them information and we go and meet with them on these issues to explain to them why we think they should vote a certain way. So we want the opportunity to have that conversation with them about why uh, we believe that the, the proper vote is, you know, yes or no, depending on the bill. And then if they vote differently than that, that's when, you know, the accountability piece comes in with the scorecard. So it's not just an after-the-fact thing. It's a it's an ongoing engagement process with them to make sure they understand the rationale and the, the, the principles behind why we believe what we do. So that's going to happen this next session? Yes, we'll be releasing it before like this it. next session. And oh, so it'll be out for, for this year? Yes, this, for this oh, year's ooh, votes. I yes. like that. Yes, for this year's votes. I it's going to be released um, in December. And that'll be, I assume, so. online or so people can go see mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah, we'll probably uh, come on, you know, radio, talk radio and things like that to talk about it. So. Okay. And great. although it's an accountability measure, it's also a great way to make people aware of what legislators are your policy champions. Who should you be thanking, right? Because it can be a thankless job. So. so I feel like when AFP first started, I think one of the criticisms, a lot of people were like, oh, they're just coming up for the... I think it was a Dan Sullivan year. There was like yes, they, it was of, the Sullivan baggage. A lot of people race, said, "Oh, they're coming up, and they're gonna, you know, a lot of these groups come up go and they away. leave." Yeah, you know? yeah, and that was like something that was a lot of groups form and you know disband right. that happens. But you guys have stayed around. I mean, you've and had grown different director. You know, you've 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 more more staff. So um, I don't hear that. I mean, that was a criticism before, but now I think people know it's been ten years. So people people know, know we're here. We're here to here. stay. That's right, and we're only doing more and more things. So. So what's now? You took over. How that happened? You were you were doing different. You've been doing different. You were staffing a long time, and you were you were on this. Uh, we can't talk about that. But you were on the redistricting board. So you, you've been around kind of um, politics. I mean, did they come to you, or did you hear about the opening? Or? Um. Yeah. So I mean, I I had I I've been a volunteer for Americans for Prosperity. Americans for Prosperity is made up of volunteers. We're a grassroots organization. That's the core. We have literally millions of grassroots volunteers all around the country. And we have thousands in Alaska. And I have been a volunteer for Americans Prosperity since uh, Sarah was an employee there. Since, since the very beginning. Actually, it's funny, actually, that Bethany is one of our very first volunteers ever. And here, here she is today. That's called started from the bottom. Now you're here. <laughs> and so I, because I had volunteered, I knew a lot of the folks in the organization. And every time, you know, uh, folks from the lower 48 as part of the organization would come up, I would always you know, get together with them. They, they're, all, they're always so kind to reach out and they want to meet their their volunteers. And so, you know, even leadership folks who come get together and meet with them. So I I actually door knocked with the AFP CEO, Tim, I don't remember his name. Tim Phillips. Tim Phillips. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 yeah. yeah. He was a couple of years. Was that when, when was I met him? Yeah, he was here. And, and he was here in 2012. Yeah. No, there was after Somebody that. else was here a couple of years ago. I'm trying to think of Ryan introduced me to some guy a couple of years ago. He was but, like one of the. But they uh, come and they meet you know, volunteers, you know, and so I had met with, you know, some of the folks in the organization. And so, yeah, so they, you know, and they had talked to me every time, you know, I, you know, we t- chat about, you know, what's the future of the the chapter in Alaska. And they like to get input from v- various community folks. And so does, they would always ask me about that. Does every that. state and have one or not, not? Not every, but there's a presence in every state. So right now there are actual state chapters, I think in 36 states or so approximately. Yes. 
Um, mm. But other states, there is a presence. So there is like a one person who will do events in like two or three of the states or mm -hmm. several of the states. So we have a presence in all 50 states. Yes. So how did you, like, is your like boss, like a, is there like a Western director or something? Or do you? Do wild, you... wild west, we call that region. <laughs> yes. So are they like Washington, Oregon, California? Uh, well, there's no AFP chapter in Washington, but the person who, who runs events in Washington is part of that. Yes. So we have Arizona and Nevada and Wyoming and yeah, just some of the Western states. So. So sometimes when you have like an Alaska um, corp company or like an Alaska organization, like they have the people back east or somewhere and it's kind of like, oh, like Alaska, uh, forget right. about it. But is there like, uh, I mean, yeah, like you kind of have like our boss is from Colorado. And so and he's been to Alaska so many times. He gets Alaska. I mean, he's lot. considered part Alaskan yeah. right now, just not officially. You know? Yeah, he's been a lot of time here. So, um, Done a lot of hunting here, done a lot of fishing here. I mean, uh, a lot of the legislators know him, you know, so so he's, you know, he's... Maybe, maybe that's the guy I met. Who's that? Jeff Crank. Oh, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's yeah, the guy that maybe that he I, was met. I was thinking about, yeah, somebody a couple of years ago. Yeah. Now, you just got back. You were in Iowa, right? I was, yes. So what's so, going on there? So we do these... Because that caucus is like a few months away, not even a It few is, away. January 15th at yeah. 7 p.m. I know that for a fact because I talked to a lot of people, hundreds of people about that. So we do what are called deployments where we, um, as staff for AFP, deploy into other key states. Right now, that's key states for the presidential election. And we do what we ask our grassroots activists to do is we knock on doors. So I knocked on hundreds of doors in Iowa talking to potential voters about what are they thinking about the presidential election? Who are they leaning toward? You know, who's their number one? Who's their number two? Why? What are the policy issues they care about? We have these meaningful conversations. And this data is what we use to help inform what we're going to be doing. What are the issues we should be working on? What do people think about these things? So it's it's what informs um, all of our action and activity by talking to real people who are outside the political so, so, bubble. So you weren't there doing like, we're supporting this person or that person. We're just nope. like, what are you concerned nope. we about? Were, you? We were just gathering information, talking to people, having meaningful conversations. Because we live in this political bubble. I mean, oh, it's, I, I it's, it's I tell, so... I tell people all the time about that. They think like, everybody thinks like they think or like, the people they're talking, especially in Juneau, right? Yes, you're, And you, exactly. you get out, you talk to like people, they, they don't, I mean, they, they want to have a job, they want to have a good income, exactly. they want to take care of their kids, Completely they want to go on a Completely different set of priorities, right? And so we talk to those people. That's the whole point. That's why we have those conversations is so that we know what real people in, in this case, Iowa, think about these things. So how many people you talk to, I assume they're all talking about the caucuses maybe? Is that like a topic? So yeah, or? that was one of the main things we were talking about, giving them the information about the caucus, encouraging them to participate in the caucus. It's kind of strange. I mean, you have, you pick a person and you, and you can like physically move, right? I mean, it's... Like a big in a hall, like a cafeteria? Actually, no. I, that, I, I, was, that. I was surprised to hear that. In some states, I think caucuses are like that. And my understanding is that the Democrat caucus has been conducted like that in Iowa. But Iowa's caucus is actually very similar to Alaska's presidential preference poll, where you go in and they give you a piece of paper and you okay, mark who you want the, to be the president, and then you can go home. Maybe or you think can, of the Democrats, where they, they yeah, the Democrats do that. Like, they move around, like, like hey, I'm, choose your corner, and then they try to coax you out of your corner real, to that's another real, corner. That's, that's like real democracy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but it's really more like a presidential preference poll, like we do here on the Republican side in Alaska, the way they conducted it. And that's part of what we were trying to dispel is that fear of people thinking they had to like stand in the room and pick a corner, right? People mm -hmm. didn't want to go caucus because they thought that was what it was like. So, so what's the? I mean, like the conventional wisdom is Trump's way up, but I mean, I know. There's like Nikki Haley's been getting some traction, but but I was reading this article about the polling, and while well, she's done a little bit better, she's still way, I mean they're still way behind Trump. But like if this, there's been some talk if DeSantis gets out, but most of the DeSantis voters would go to Trump, not ha Haley. So I mean I wonder. I think I was going to be a big like, you know, 
weather you know weather vane for it will it will yes i will be and i i was amazed at how educated iowa voters were when i was talking to them they are extremely informed on these issues candidates that go to like the fairs or these events i mean you can basically talk to any candidate i got to meet two of the presidential candidates while i was there i got pictures with myself and desantis and vivek so yeah, you were just like at an event or something. Yeah, you... yeah, at an event, and that's like Alaska, where you can. I mean, we're one of the <laughs> right. states where you can like talk to Lisa Murkowski, or talk to Dan yeah. Sullivan, or talk to you know, Don Young or not Mary. Paul. I mean, you can like exactly other people... states like California. Like, I don't think you can get to those people. Yeah, people like, are always like, "Wait, you saw your you, wait? You sung Christmas carols with your senator? <laughs> I mean, like, you see him yeah. at the airport, or you see him at some dinner, or some lunch, <laughs> right. or some? Did you go down there? To Iowa? Uh, no, I did not. Have you been to these uh, other states, or have you gone around and done? I I have done deployments in the past. This time around, I was I was unable to due to some health issues, but um, I have I have done them. You in look the past. great. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> Glad it didn't show. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, that's all I'm gonna be down there for. So I'm sorry. All I'm gonna be down there in Iowa oh, for. Oh, uh, I was there for a week. Yeah. Yeah, for one week. So. And you got to be two. Pre- well, in a week, you got to be two presidential candidates. Yes, for being there a week. Isn't that wild? So, and actually, I got to see Nikki Haley, too. I just didn't get to meet her because she flew off to something else right afterwards. But uh, the others two stuck around and let and met everybody who wanted to meet them. They shook hands and took pictures. And well, there's another, pretty cool. another debate coming up, and I think, in a few this early yes. December. December 6th, I, yeah. think, I think it is. 6th, yeah. yeah. So it's funny how they used to, I mean, they had 12 or whatever. They had to, you know, like eight. Now they're down to like, I think they're down to like four now, right? Maybe five. Yes, yes. I think down to Tim four. Scott yeah. got out. Yes. Pence got out. He got out just days before I started door knocking because a lot of the first few doors I knocked on said he was their first choice and I had to be the one to break it to them that he was no longer in the race. So, so, so. you're saying some of the Republicans or some of the Republican voters, they might think it's like the Democratic style caucus. Ab- oh, they absolutely that's did. That's what I thought. I mean, that's, that's absolutely they did. That's And that's part of what we were able to have conversations with them about was explaining to them no, you can actually go in, you can mark your name that you want to on the paper, and you can go home. Um, you know, mo- most of the Republicans will stay, and they will do business like voting on changes to the platform and electing officers and regular Republican business, but you don't have to stay for that part of it. The presidential preference poll happens first. You can go just for that part. And like, like just like you, most people were not informed about that, and that was important for us to be able to relay that information to them because there's a, a hurdle there for people participating, right? So when's New Hampshire? That's... Right after, pretty soon after Iowa, right? That's uh, I don't know what the date is, but yes, that's another state that we're doing lots of deployments. I think into. Christie's all in on New Hampshire. That's his gamble. That's, <laughs> that maybe is one state, which, right? Which I think this is one state because he's still. I don't even think he quali- He's not even qualified yet for the next debate. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't. Yeah, and, and I don't think he qualified. I know he's not qualified. I think I was heard he wasn't qualified for Iowa either for the ballot in Cause, Iowa. Because yeah, you have to have I don't, for the debates. I mean, you have to have they do it by polling, certain percentage, and by, by money, certain amount of donations. Things. Yeah, yeah. So he may be off by the time we have the next debate. So. So, but, but I did have four people who chose him <laughs> during my hundreds of doors that I knocked. I had four people who gave me his name. Christie, so, yes, oddly enough, he, he's he's an interesting. I mean, he was he was you know Republican governor and a kind of Democrats. You know, I was watching a few weeks ago. This is really interesting. Bill Maher was um, maybe three weeks ago was talking to um, this panel about this group of politicians right now that are really popular in America. And I'm thinking, like, what's he talking about? And it's it's Republican governors in like blue states, like Hogan. And there was a couple that I didn't even know the names of them. Like um, there was, who's a guy in New Hampshire? Um, Sunu. Uh, Chris Sununu. Yeah. And there was two or three other ones. And he was kind of talking about that, how these people are like in the 60s and 70s. And there's a couple even like red, like um, Bashir, who's a, a Democrat governor in Kentucky. Yeah. So basically it's these like governors and states that are the opposite of right, the party. Right, the opposite of them. Yeah, and, yeah. And in all, in all cases, they're very popular, which, which I guess tells me they're probably not 
doing very controversial things or they're maybe not taking like crazy. Right. Running in the middle of the road. Some of them I haven't even heard of. Them, being so. very personable and having middle of the road legislation that doesn't offend anybody, right? So maybe yeah, maybe that maybe that might But that means also you're not moving the ball forward on anything, right? That's the way I see it. So Yeah, I don't really I haven't been to these states, New Hampshire, you know, Maryland much. But well I, have you heard much about great things that are happening there? I mean, you've probably heard it, right? You've heard about what's happening in Florida, right? But have Florida's, you heard it? Florida, yeah, Florida's good. And Arizona, too. I was in Arizona yep. recently, and same kind of thing. The Taiwan Semiconductor's building a big plant. There's just, like, there's Intel, and there's in the Raytheon, and there's these, like, you know, company, like, buildings going up, and there's crazy, mm-hmm. you know, just stuff ha- stuff's happening down there. But you haven't heard that about Kentucky? Um, no, I, I guess <laughs> I've just heard about the whiskey down there. I mean, <laughs> you would hear about that regardless of now, who the governor was. No, no, no. One of the one of the, the other guy. What's his name? He just, he was he was on Bill Maher too. He looks looks like Bill Maher. He's a Democrat who like got into the race, the presidential race. He's a congressman. I forget his name. Um, oh, you know, uh, you know Robert guy? Kennedy? You mean? No, 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 no. It's some some. Anyways, his family. There uh, is another Democrat in the race, isn't there? He's like a congressman, but his family, his like family. I'm pretty sure it's him. His family fortunes like in like alcohol. A lot of money. Okay. But oh, I don't remember. He's just a congressman, kind of young, younger little kind of guy. He decided to get into the president because he said the Democrats need somebody to like challenge Biden, and he's <laughs> stepping up. So I mean that that's interesting because because right now there's they basically just christened Biden, you know. But I what I think and Ted Cruz did a podcast about this. Um, I think there's going to be some Jeff kind of Jeff Landfield listening to Ted Cruz podcasts. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> I okay. Like that. I, got, I like he was he was on Bill Maher a few weeks ago. Oh, was he? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was okay. really really good interview. Um, but he, he thinks they're going to do some kind of bait and switch at the convention. Well, I, uh, I, was, like I was hearing Obama, that at the doors in Iowa. Michelle People were Obama, telling me Michelle Obama or, or Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom yeah. are going to be because dropped in. Think, yep. about, think about it. If, if, yep. if, if, you know, nobody wants to run, it's just messy. But if you get to the convention, and I was trying to explain to some family <clears> members, they were like, you can't do that. I said, you can absolutely, if uh, Biden can drops do, they out, can do anything. the convention can do whatever. I mean, this right, is how yeah. the convention works. This is a, actually, the, the best story is uh, Lincoln. He was nobody's first choice in 1860. And he basically, there was a... Uh, you know, Seward and, and these other you know, team of rivals they talk about, but he was able to manipulate, get like a lot of this people promised to make him the second choice. And he, had, he was not supposed to be the nominee. That Seward was supposed to be the nominee, but anything can happen to these conventions. Any, anything can happen. That's right. That's I'm, right go, I'm going to both. <laughs> I'm going to, I think Republican ones in, is in Milwaukee and the Democrat one is in. I gotta, really? So yeah. you've got invitations to both of them. That's I'm, I'm awesome. Gonna, I'm going I'm to apply for like a press. Okay. Thing, oh, know, for press. I, I okay, go, gotcha. Yeah. The Democrat one, especially. I mean, yeah, they're probably that, both going to be wild. That's going to be dicey. That's going to be loose. It's going to be very loose. Have you guys been to a, I've not been yeah, to a national I was convention. The, I was a delegate to the RNC whenever um, Trump was nominated. So 16. We were, yes, in 2016. When we were, well, our state had the Cruz votes, but then they took our Cruz votes and gave them to Trump. <laughs> but so, don't get me started on that. <laughs> so it, it, anything, I mean, it's all about exactly. like, it's anything very, can it's happen. Very, exactly. It's very personal they just and relationships said. and deals. And, Ask I mean, Dave Donnelly to tell you about that sometime. I should, yeah, I should, I should. He was I, the one who was like, you can't do that. And they were like, yes, we can. <laughs> it they was, took our vote. They, they just, yeah, they just reallocated our votes essentially. Yeah. Like the national, the national. Yeah. Yeah. The national folks did. Yeah. What you wouldn't Disen- think you could do. Disenfran- disenfranchising. Well, well, that's what we said, but they can, like you said, they can do kind of what they want to. So, well, this, I mean, this was always kind of my issue and now we have the different, you know, the ranked choice voting, the single primary, but when the state, when the government pays for the party primary, because yes. in the parties, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not like a right. state it's government different. function. That's it's right. a party function, but they're essentially like like the state's paying for yeah, that. Yeah, I think Utah is like that. Um, that the the state pays for it. So some states they do. Like we used to do it. We'd we'd, we'd pay for the you know the. Prim- oh, did we used to? I didn't realize that. Yeah, the Republican primary. Yeah, they have the primaries, but 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 the the, the, flip, the flip for side, presidential. No, I'm talking about for like for oh, like the, for the, the primary. Oh, regular the primary. Yes, Republican yes. primary, Democratic okay. primary. Yeah. But but then the flip side is like, do I do, do we trust the parties to run it? 
Because that could be, you know, I think you know people have. Well, okay, so here's a here's an interesting point about this. So um, there were people that I was talking to in Iowa who were were really disappointed when they realized that because the party is conducting it, it's just a one time thing. Yeah. Seven o'clock on January fifteenth. If they're snowboarding down in Arizona, they don't get to absentee vote. They don't get to participate at all. They're mm-hmm. completely just locked out of the process. So that's the downside of having the party do it is that well, some people can't even participate. And like right? the Republicans in the past, they've done the presidential preference poll here too. It's the part yep, of the party. Same thing. I'm going to miss it this year. I'm going to be gone that week. So I don't so, get to vote. So, so <laughs> when the, you know, for the regular primary, when we used to have like the Republican primary, you know, the right. state would do it. So you, you can do you, an absentee You have a little more like trust or... in when it's like, but compared to like, you know, party people, maybe there's a background, you know, we got some voting. No, I don't know about that. I mean, people are people, right? So I don't know. I think if people work for the election system, they can be just as dishonest as people who work for the party, right? So, yeah, but I, mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, they probably aren't as incentive. I mean, they aren't like a party apparatus where maybe there's like, you're talking about they took your votes or. Yeah, I don't you know. know. I just, I just think people. There are good people and there are bad people, and there are good people who act badly. And so I don't know. It can happen. It can happen in either scenario. I think so. So are you? Are I you, mean, because you've seen some of the news reports. Uh, wasn't it Maryland somewhere recently that the elections officials had rigged the system? There was a big news story about that recently. Ooh. I'm going to find that and send it to yeah, you. Yeah. There. So it was yeah, somewhere on the East Coast. It was Connecticut or Maryland or somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. There. They they liked them. So I mean, they can be bad too. So are, are you guys going to be involved? There's some election bills right now, too. They're talking about, I mean, there's been some talk. There's a re- re- repealer I, probably going to have, maybe if they get the signatures. I don't but, think any of them have any traction right now, Jeff. Do you think so? No, no. Yeah, but so I mean, yeah, we're, we're looking at things that, you know, have traction and matter. So, so I think we're creating pe- our own traction. I think the pension one will be topic and then maybe the, some of the education stuff. And then there's going to be, oh, there's this cook. I don't know if you guys are going to get involved in this kind of new, this cook inlet thing. You know, it's very frustrating for me. I think these tax credits or these tax incentives on royalties. I mean, I think we should... I think we need to build that in bullet line. But do you Straight think we? But you top. think we need to provide tax incentives to do it? Uh, I think the state should probably have well, for the bullet line to go. There would be some state subsidy because what, I mean it's not going to get built by itself. But I mean, right now we're going to be importing gas probably in five years, which I, know, I think is wild. If we're in a state with like wash with gas and we're going to have to import you know gas, it just seems crazy. It's like so, importing. So, pipe. so if the market doesn't support it, we should just prop it up. Is what you're saying? Um, yeah, I think we should take care. <laughs> I think we should take care of ourselves. Okay. I think we should. The government should. Well. Do, do something to take. To and that's some, and that's a p- place that we would have a difference for sure. So. I mean, if we built the pi- get in-state pipeline, there'd be unlimited, you know, amounts of cheap gas for the. I mean, that, what, what would that do to like business? And it would, it would, it would. I mean, the biggest cost of most people living in Fairbanks oh. is their, their gas bill. Well, right? I'm not saying that it wouldn't have some good effects, but um, overall, you end up distorting the market. So um, that's one of the things that we believe strongly on, and it's actually one of the things that it's interesting that. The original founders of the organization, the Koch brothers, get you know criticized all the time. But realistically, uh, you name me some other billionaires in the world who actually advocate for things that are harmful to their own personal business other than the Koch brothers. They have advocated for bills that would um, reduce the ability for them to get subsidies and things like that. And so it's something that we are very principled on, and we think that um, and I, 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 you know, I, this is what I personally believe as well. And it's one of the reasons I've always loved AFP is that they've been extremely principled on this and say, no, they're not good for somebody and they're not good for us either. And so we're just going to say, no, draw mm. that line in the sand. I mean, I, I just feel there's a role for government for, I mean, roads don't make sense, but we build ro- roads. I mean, I, I think for energy and for infrastructure, I think there's a role for government to, to, to do these things because if, if there's, if there's cheaper energy, it allows, it allows, you know, businesses to thrive. It allows people to build houses. It allows people to I mean, think about right now with Fairbanks. I mean, some of these people are paying like thousands of dollars a month for, for heating bills. You know, I mean, And it's so just, it's government's role to, to make it cheaper for them to live there. 
Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I think investing in the gas. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I'm, that's crazy. I'm, 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 I'm all over this <laughs> because because if, if if I mean if if we don't if we don't do if you know if we don't do that, what are we going to be? I mean, well, we're, then they we're can stuck. choose. Alaska's not, stuck well, right people now. Don't, no one's forced to live in Fairbanks, Jeff. I mean, if, if it's too expensive for them to live there, they don't have to live there. Well, I mean, 40,000 people, 35, 40,000 people live there. They have to. Right. But they've decided that that's something they can afford to do. It's a real, you're, you're, you're deep down, I'm pretty libertarian, but I mean, I, I know, I, I know. I, I, and that's I, why I'm pushing you on this because I, I know you are. <laughs> but I mean, I think that we got, we got to do, we got to do something. I mean, the state's stuck. We're neutral. We, nothing it's, it's happens. Not it's not government. It's not government's role to, to, to take care of these things. The market is, can be trusted. Well, I don't know if the, if the market <laughs> means importing gas, I think that's, that's just, that's too bad. It's disappointing. We have so much gas. I mean, we do. Out, I mean, well, you know. okay. So the so some of the solutions are that is we need to push back against the federal government's restrictions and making it difficult for us to to, to oh, use no, some I'm of our things, I'm, right? I'm, so, all, I'm all about that. Yeah, 100%. right. And, and we 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 not we're not great about that, right? So I mean, I mean, they 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 finally approved the Willow, but now there's like all these other restrictions right. on NPR. I mean, it's like the National Petroleum Reserve, like but exactly, it's, it's in the Reserve. name. I know that's why it's, I tell people it's in the name, right? You get it. <laughs> Well, yeah. so um, I guess what's the, what's the next? You guys are going to be in Juno, and there's going to be people want, now. People want to get a hold of you, or they, there's a website. What's the best way if they want to volunteer? Or there's, That's there's... a sore spot, Jeff. <laughs> oh, something <No>. happened? <laughs> no, I, I, it's something we're working on. So there's uh, sometimes working for a big company means there's some bureaucracy, and so we're working through some of the bureaucracy to I make know, sure oh, we I, get it. <laughs> I, know how, I know how that goes. So, sometimes big companies are very similar to government. For big, sure, big, big bureaucracy. Oh, sure. You have to get like pulled. Straight, you have to like make you know make somebody. Remember, I'm in the military. I get that piece of it. Yes, yeah, so you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Are you a reserve? Or are you? I'm guard. Guard, but you've been you've been in for kind of a, a while. I've been right? over 20 years. Yep. So I have put in my retirement papers. So. You? E- thank e- you for your service, by the way. Oh, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> hey, you're military. I've been trying to convince Sarah to join. <laughs> Aren't you military intelligence? <laughs> I used to be. I did 15 years intelligence. What are you like an E seven E seven? Well, look, aren't I, you? Aren't you so hey, smart? Look at you. Look at that. I didn't even know. I just guessed. <laughs> you don't even know what it means, do you? I know what it means. Do you? Okay. Okay. My, my dad was in the Navy twenty five. Oh, okay. Years. Okay. Good. Yeah. I know, so. I, know, I know what it all means. Good for you. So, um, yeah. So I, was at the, I guess there's a there's a website. There's not a website. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, our social media is coming. Some some of the best places to connect with us. Um, yeah. So our website. We were gonna have our own little landing page come out. For right now, it's a national website. Americansforprosperity.org. Um, and then you can pick Alaska, but it's not the best place. You guys should go rogue and create well, your own website. Not well, even Don't tell our secrets. <laughs> but um, but one thing that I will, I'm, I'm going to give you a tagline. And within about a month, if you Google this tagline, you will find Americans of Prosperity. And that tagline is Don't Lure 48 My Alaska. Um, yes, because we have a campaign we're, we're working like on rolling out here. Um, about about that and about how Alaska is special and unique and what we need to do to keep it that way and how we don't want to be lower for lower forty eighting there I'm verbing it um, our Alaska lower forty eight yeah so, yeah don't lower forty eight Alaska when I, I grew so. up in New Mexico when I was a kid my my you know the people from California started moving there and my dad yep. were like these goddamn Californians are right exactly they're, they're <laughs> shit here we don't want it you know they because they they people move there then they get elected they get on the yep. city council and it starts to yeah, so that's a campaign we're going to be rolling out um, to start educating folks on that. And so um, just by Googling that will be the best way to find um, Americans for Prosperity Alaska in the future. So, And then our Facebook page, Americans for Prosperity Alaska, is just the best place right now to keep keep in touch with us, see what we're up to, what events we got going. and We're doing some events down on the Kenai, and we're working on some stuff for out in the Matsu Valley. We were on the Kenai a couple of months ago. Um, we're going to be doing some stuff in Fairbanks, so um, all over the state. 
You guys, are, you guys are. I see you guys. You guys are doing stuff. You guys are. You guys are around. Absolutely, we're going to be around. We're going to be around more. We're going. Well, I'll see you. I'll definitely see you in Juno. I'll be there. I'm going. It's my sixth session in a row going down there. And I, I've luckily, you are a glutton for punishment. I've secured. I've secured a, a residence <laughs> through a, fr- a friend. I bought a house, and there's like a lower, like a kind of. I think you should apartment. just take. I think you should just take a place in the dorm, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, that's going to oh, be. Oh no, a, no. I trust me. If they don't have, if they have room, I'm telling you, if they have room left. You're and, gonna be and, the first one to sign up. Well, they they probably won't let me, and I'll say, wait a minute, wait 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 a fucking minute. This is like government money. Government money that's paying cannot, for an empty yeah, room. Yeah, guys, yeah. That's not gonna that's not gonna go. I'm gonna, right, I'm, right. I'm, I want my access. Well, so, in your... imagine, imagine me like I mean, if I move in, like 12, 12 people are gonna move out. And for them to forego that revenue, that would be just yeah, quite a, what a story that would be I mean, if the, they the, forego revenue to leave an empty room. Right? I assume they'll fill it because of sta- like so many staff gets like I told you they get stuck in April. They have to like. Yeah. Figure out somewhere else to stay because it never right. goes. Night. This this one might go shorter because it's an election year. Yeah, but even, this year even will. for sure it will this year. You know that. <laughs> but even even the previous election years, it's gone over. It's gone past past. And now there's it'll go past and, ninety, but it won't go past one hundred and twenty. So. And, and and now there's not as much pressure anymore in the primary because there's right an open exactly. Primary. It's I mean, just la- the four candidates. So yeah. La- last year there was only one legislative race with more than four that one in Fairbanks at Ashley Carrick race, and even that was like two of the people weren't even really campaigning. So. You know, for the legislature, there's not as nearly as much pressure as like if I have to run in a primary in August. That's right. You know, so right. it could it could go. You know, I think last time was one day over. They they couldn't pass the budget, so it was you know mid May. That's when the whole driftwood. Well, it actually started in April, but the whole driftwood thing went down, which affected a lot of people. I mean, not it was me well, and I've, legislators I, and staff. I know and I've stayed in the driftwood Steve, plenty of times Steve, when I've been down Steve there. Steve St. Clair so. and Abby were my neighbor. They they got it's kicked a, out and they wanted to charge them like t- triple their rent. I mean, just it was crazy. So is the driftwood? So my last recollection is that it's been taken off the list of of housing. Well, so, is so, that right? So the yeah, the legislative affairs has, has like a housing list of people, like places they recommend. Right, right. It doesn't mean somebody still can't stay there. Sure, sure, but it's every, off that list now, every, right? They aren't recommending unless they've changed it, which I haven't heard. They aren't okay. recommending, and everybody I've talked to who have been staying there for nobody's staying there again. So. Right. I mean, you might get somebody who's new. I'd be interested look. to know if Tan's not still on that list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen. I think them. it got condemned, didn't it? <laughs> I know that. Yeah, there, there, there's some. There's some old. There's some old. Oh, it was the nastiest old building. I tell you. I was like, why would anybody want to be a legislative staffer after staying there? <laughs> it actually used to be an old brothel. Back oh, in the day. That's, oh, I'm so glad I didn't know that, Sarah. Back not, in the day, yeah. <laughs> well, well you, you, you know the um, Alaskan. Down, if you go downstairs, uh, I think there's oh, still the Alaskan there. Hotel. There's hot tubs down now. Now I've heard stories back <gasps> in the '70s when it was like wild, people would go down there, and it was like it was crazy. It was there like, are hot tubs down yes, there. Yes, I did no. Not know ask, that. Ask you the, need to get that put on your you put that on your blog. Ask, you get all kinds of activity. I, I think they're still down there. I mean, they aren't being used. But ask some of the lobbyists who have like I heard crazy like sex parties, cocaine, like just like wild and crazy because there was so much money. There was like they, they had this influx of like cash. Do we potentially have the most interesting capital in the U.S.? <laughs> potentially. Well, there was there was another story I just heard from a, lo- a lobbyist, and, and they wouldn't tell me the names of the people, you know. But basically, they were they were in somebody's a Senate. This is in the '80s. They were in a Senate Finance Co-Chair's office, and they were doing cocaine, and they couldn't like they were. It was like the table was like wood, and it was like not great for you know cocaine usage. So <laughs> they came back like two weeks later, and there was this beautiful like glass acrylic or something <laughs> glass table, like beautiful. He's like, yeah, I got this table for us, you know. And they were like, where'd you get it? He's like, oh, office budget, you know, whatever. Like, it was like, oh expensive. my gosh, they bought a table so they could do their coke oh, yeah. off of it. Oh, oh yeah, no, I mean, maybe they took advice from the White House. Oh, Hunter, 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 yeah, Hunter, 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 
Hunter Biden. By the way, that was that was definitely that was good, sir. That was definitely Hunter Biden's cocaine. Well, yeah. There, 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 I mean, there, there's no doubt that yeah. was Hunter Biden's cocaine. Yeah, someone important at least. I mean, it's it's no, funny. It was Hunter's. It, it, it's funny. It's like Epstein. You know, all, all the cameras went out. Like, oh, sorry, the cameras don't right, work. We exactly. Don't have any, How eh. stupid do y'all think we are? No, the eighty, the eighty, seventies and eighties, and and Juno sounded insane. And there's people that are around that you know live that. They're still around. You can talk to them. I don't I, think I would have lasted. I tell people I would have had a five or six year burnout and I probably would have died. Or well, you, well, I, don't, I don't think I would have been able to watch it happen and stay around. But yeah, oh, you know, might, I, you, I, you, I know you would have. You would have <laughs> I would have partaken and probably died. <laughs> okay, we're, we're talking about different. Well, can we different go back reasons. to the morality thing I mentioned earlier? <laughs> we have different reasons. Why, very different reasons why, reasons why, why we, we wouldn't, wouldn't have make stuck it. Around. <laughs> yes, I die of a cocaine fuel burnout. You would, you would just leave. <laughs> right, exactly. Got to get out of here. I would, yes, I would be like, please, God rest. <laughs> Give me. <laughs> oh, it, it, it has. It's interesting. I mean, there's still people going out and there's drinking. There's you know bar, but but the, the kind of good good and bad of social media is, is now people are a lot more aware that and exactly. Like, and like, well, I'm you bring down some there, of that to light. And, and exactly. I, I see, Jeff is there with his camera. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't do something bar, but I mean, if somebody gets in a fight or something crazy. Sure. I mean, you write before, about it. before it might be in the paper, maybe make the paper, but nobody would really. Mm-hmm. It would kind of go. It would go away for the most part. But now it's like everything's being watched and if something crazy happens so there's see you're bringing morality you're injecting morality into juno jeff look at me without even look meaning me. to yes i love it look at me <laughs> well when i when i but but when, you know it's hard sometimes for me because like if you see somebody do something maybe not illegal or maybe maybe not maybe but it's like kind right. of stupid but it's like do i really want to you know if you blow that and then but then nobody wants but then you're never going to nobody's going to talk to you because right. you're, you're off work, you're out, true. and that's, that's what true. people. So it's interesting. Sometimes you see stuff where you're kind of like, uh, hmm, you have to make that like judgment mar- call. You have to make a judgment yeah. call. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a fine line. Yeah. I mean, you both been. Down, I mean, I don't know if you ever went to the. You weren't a bar person, are you? I mean, no, I was never a bar person. So, but that's where. I mean, but, that, but, that's where but even some of the receptions, you saw some oh, yeah, stuff going would, on. Yeah. But but it's I would also, go to the receptions for the free food because legislative staffers, in addition to living in rooms that have. Crooked floors uh, don't don't get <laughs> paid very well. Not not some of them do for sure, but some of them so, don't. Some of the so ones, I would always but, go but, for the free food. But yeah. the, the lower level staffers, I mean, they're, I think the legislative staff per diem is like thirty bucks or something a day. It's not very much. I mean, the legislative per diem is like three hundred a day. Right, right. So the so free it's, food it's at the way, receptions is is very valuable. I, I like that <laughs> that that, that Trident Seafoods had one this year. With oh like, yeah, the seafood ones a, are they awesome. They had a fucking spread. <laughs> I mean, they had crab and like fish and just amazing. So some of the, some of those, um, I think like the. Uh, um, Char does one. Oh well, yeah. Of course, like, they're going to have a good one. You know, so yeah, a, a, lot, a lot of the cool ones have the open bar, open bars. You know, you can figure out the. It's every night, there's not every night, but almost every night, there's something going on. No, COVID's over too. It's much. We're back. It's back. Juno's back. I just. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got the don't, Lo, don't Laura Forty Eight Alaska. I'm, don't Laura Forty Eight Mile Alaska. Juno's yeah. back. That's Juno's back. Is your <laughs> I just saw some video. I don't know if it's real or, you know, you know, ex- exaggerated, but there's this whole. Freaking no, no, some kind of respiratory thing in China. Have you heard about this? Yes, yes. Oh my God! I, if they do it again, I'm, 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 I'm gonna go. Yeah. If they make us mask, I'll. I, I'll I, lose I it. think <laughs> that the, the, I think that the amount of pushback that they would get if they tried that is gonna be crazy. I hope people, but but then I see what happened last time. Everybody just kind of yeah, put but, up with it. They just go, but. Last I mean, time was scary. It's crazy how much how much people are willing to just give up. But, but like, I think people realize that they kind of got the wool pulled over their eyes a little bit, right? So I hope so. I I really hope so because that that that. I just, I just, I, I was, I saw Bill Maher a few weeks ago in uh, Vegas. I got. Uh, oh, you got tickets. to go see him in person. Live. It was so, but wow. he, told, oh, cool. he told this funny, it was a two hour, it was an hour and a half. Did you tell him like you're the Alaska version? 
I did not. Okay. I wish I you should no, have. I, I did get good. I bought tickets really early, so I did get like I was like ten front row. Like wow. some friends were like ten feet from him. But he told us it was the funniest joke. It was he was talking about because he thinks masks are stupid, and you know he's, he's yeah against that, yeah he's he's good he, about speaking. He, out. he was um, in Vegas and he was at the Cirque du Soleil and he was like this amazing. He's like like Asian people. They were like they were like jumping like hundred. You know they were doing like tricks and stuff hundreds of feet above the ground, no net. The Cirque du Soleil shows are amazing. He said crazy, no net, and he's like. Two of them are wearing fucking masks. Are you serious? He goes, well, he goes what are they protecting? Like, they're, they're, if they fall, they die. But they're wearing masks. <laughs> but they're ma- wearing masks. Yes, he said it was so stupid. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that is stupid. Yeah. Okay. And impressive. I don't know how they could breathe doing those treadmills. Would, that's, I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good I was point. almost yeah. dying on the treadmill when I had to do that. You know? Oh, I was, I'd be on the airplane. I would just, I would just keep I would I'd be drinking the whole time. I would just have some. But then, yeah. yeah, oh, me too. I like... One pretzel at a time, right? I, I go, it's, it's, it's taking me a it's long so, time to eat these pretzels. It's so dumb how it's like restaurants or airplanes, like you, you can wear a mask and then take it off. And then you take it off. So then what was the point of having it on, right? So. No, so, so, some of the air, like I flew um, last year on Delta. I flew to, right after the Russia thing, I flew to Finland. I went to Estonia. I was in this uh, national, I was coming back from, from, from Europe. And there was a guy walking around. It was like night, night flight. People were sleeping. He was walking around. Waking people up. Are well, you I swear. Serious? He was like, excuse me, mask. Like and a light. He had like a little light on. And he was I go, Oh my God. Wow. Who, but other times it's like it's right. luck of the draw. Yeah, it is. It's luck of the but draw. This, this, 100%, this, this, yeah. this guy was so fucking happy about it. he was like the mask patrol. And he had this little flashlight and he's like waking <laughs> and their mask went down a little bit below their nose. Tap, and tap, tap. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. He found his purpose in life. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he can go to China because we are not bringing that stuff back I to hope, Alaska. I, I hope we never, I hope or we never, to we never, we never allow this to. I mean, look at Florida. I mean, Florida has like their, their numbers were better than a lot of states, mm-hmm. and they didn't do any of the nonsense. That's right. That's right. So. Well, other parts of Alaska didn't either. It was just Los Anchorage <laughs> that did, right? <laughs> it was a hard Los Anchorage. Well, yeah, because I, I remember I went to Fairbanks, and what did I go to Fairbanks for? In like twenty one, I went there for some for the for the for some for some reason. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. we're back to normal. I went down to the like, Kenai, We're back too. to normal. Yeah, and I went down to the Kenai, same thing, and it was all normal, right? Yeah, I'm, I went, I'm I just in the valley. I mean, yes. any restaurant yes. there. People were going I, out there to eat. Well, I Jesse, love their Jesse. little valley, the, the, how they rep their restaurants. They were like, oh, do you want a COVID shot? And it was like a little shot, but, you know, <laughs> I'm shot of the liquor. vaccine. I love that. <laughs> Everywhere. Well, Jesse Sumner told me when he was in the Matsuburo Assembly, they would start the meetings by like thanking Anchorage for, <laughs> for giving us so much business. People were going grocery shopping yeah. out there, everything, right? Yeah, I so. went to I went to Homer for Thanksgiving 2020 with some friends, and we drove through Kenai. This is like peak 2020, right? And I, was, peak, peak, I, was like, I was like, oh shit, wow, here we go, here we go, here we go. We're we're, no, we're normal. We're normal. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly the flip switched, or the switch flipped, yeah. and you were in a normal place. And well, if if, if I, mean, I don't know, it's like if we have, if we ever, I, I don't know, I'm thinking about that. If we ever go back to this nonsense, I mean, well, I'll, I'll freak you out. Know, remember, we had two diners that said, "No way, we're not gonna, uh, we're not going to abide by this." And I think you're gonna have way more yeah, of those sorts of. What was the other one? The other Little one? Dipper. Yeah, diner. Are they closed. Dipper they close? No. Oh no. I go there frequently. They're awesome. They're okay. still open and going 36, strong. 30... We had an event with them actually about a month ago. Were they on thirty six? They're. Um... Uh, they are on diamond. I'm thinking of something else then. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're on Diamond. They're down by the across from the Fred Meyer on the one that's uh, down by Jewel Lake, that direction. Okay. Yeah, but great place. So both Kreiner's and and Little Dipper, you know, they they led the way, and we're, I'm sure more restaurants Kreiner, are going to lead the way if anything happens again. So Kreiner's got a nice, uh, it's a hangover spot. You know, good food for. Is that is that your hangover, hangover spot? <laughs> not, I mean, I'm saying so, if you ever get hungover, it's a good. They have the good kind of hangover food. They got the greasy food. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, Little Dipper Diner does too, though. They've check, got they got great it. stuff. Yeah, you should, you should check it out. Check That's a good place. Well, so they're both. 
Bethany Markham and Sarah Tammy from Americans for Prosperity Alaska. Bethany, new director, just from like August or summertime. Yep, so it's yeah, it's August. Yeah. And then Sarah's OG. She's been there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, I'm sure we'll see you guys in Juneau. And uh, yeah. thanks for coming on the podcast. And yeah, if, um, anytime. It's know, a lot of fun. Thanksgiving's hey, thank over. You we got a Christmas. So much for having us. Christmas coming up and New Year's. It'll be here before we. And then the session's going to be bam in January. So. Oh, uh, don't remind me. Six about six weeks. <laughs> Jeff's like, hang yeah. On, <laughs> hang on to your hats. All right. Well, thanks a lot for coming on, both of you. I really appreciate it and enjoy talking to you. Yeah, you okay, too. Yeah, thanks, folks, Jeff. Thank yeah, you so much. If you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one. Landline.